produced by Podcast Architects. This is Shanna Borman here with Straight Talk and Honest Advice, a podcast that explores the journey a person makes through the idea of filing for divorce, then what that divorce process is, and then how their future turns out afterwards. And so today I'm here with a former client um, who's asked to be anonymous here during our during our um, interview, but he has been, he is willing to put his face on our camera. So thank you for that. Um, I, I wanted to say to you, thank you so much for coming because I know you had a difficult journey through your, you know, deciding to file for divorce, your divorce process really just now here years, literally years later has been ultimately concluded from the appeals process. But you have been, you have been probably the person who's experienced the biggest transformation of any client I've ever seen, any ever seen in my 28 years of, of practicing law. And so I wanted to explore today, um, so good to see you. Uh, I wanted to explore where you were when we first met. Can you tell our? Can you tell my viewers where you were when we first met, low those many years ago? Well, thank you, Shanna. Good to see you again. Glad, glad to be here. Thanks for having me. Um, you're right. Uh, it's been a journey. It's been quite a journey. About four and a half years since we first met. Um, I was in a very different place. Um, about 60 pounds heavier, um, not, I was under a lot of stress, but it was, a, I'm under a lot of stress now, but it's a different kind of stress, you know, mm-hmm. back then it was, it was the unhealthy kind. And now I'm like back to seeing a future, building a, a life in a way that I am, that I have control over that I, mm-hmm. you know, that I'm being myself, I'm being true to myself. So it's really been um, that whole experience and the life after that has been very transformative mm-hmm. and positively so. So yeah, I'm very grateful. Well, you know, I know you came into my office, I think it was around spring break of maybe 2018. Correct. Is that right? That's right. And we didn't finish your actual litigation until late 2019. Isn't that right? That's correct. In fact, yeah, last month the case was concluded at the Supreme Court of Texas. And right, and last month we you got the Supreme Court ruling. Correct. And so from 2019 to now you've been in appeals. Correct. Um it's a difficult road that you've walked. Can can you share with um with our viewers some of the maybe feelings you were having when you were having to make that decision of whether you were going to file for divorce? Um and then what were the maybe barriers or impediments to actually doing that filing? Right. So um, I recognize that every case, every situation is different. I think that a lot of the barriers and the fears are common. Mm-hmm. Um, I would definitely say fear was a big factor. Um, the unknown, you know, never been through a divorce. You only hear bad things about the divorce, about stressful, how uh, unpredictable and expensive it can be. Mm -hmm. So there's that. Then I I do have two little children. Back then they were infant, one infant, one toddler. Mm -hmm. 
the the thought of their future was a big factor. Mm-hmm. It was a constantly in my mind was I, I, I wanted to make sure that I'm making the right decision for them mm-hmm. as well as how can I live in a sustainable way? Can I stay in this marriage, mm-hmm. which was not sustainable? Mm-hmm. Or can I make a future that is sustainable? Mm-hmm. So at some point, a decision had to be made. Um, as things progressed and as the smaller decisions were made, um, it became clearer and clearer what the path is going to be. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I, I would say that I'm also speaking of myself again. I'm, I'm coming also from a place of faith where I do not believe in divorce. I believe that where there is a path for reconciliation, it should be sought. Where there's a path for reconciliation, that requires an effort from both sides. And I recognize that sometimes you don't get that. Mm-hmm. So one person can't fix it. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So you got, got to think about the big picture. If there are kids involved, it's definitely uh, their best interest is was my utmost importance for me. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> was the idea of what they would see um something that entered into your mind like the what what a husband should I guess how a husband should behave how she should be treated by his wife what that family dynamic looks like was that part of the consideration for you too Absolutely um knowing that the formative years and the childhood years are so important for children. They learn so much about the world and about relationships from the model that their parents are getting. I wanted to, my my kids in my mind deserve the best and I wanted to give them the best. We were not in a place that honed in on the nurturing environment. it was there was a lot of stress there were a lot of arguments and a lot of fighting and the kids were not being put first um and that this you know the thought was you know is it better for the kids that we're apart than we're than if we're together and the answer in my case was yes mm-hmm. right you know if if the if the example you're setting for them is so destructive that you know, you would not want what you're experiencing for them when they're grownups, then yeah, you have to say, yeah, stop. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, in your particular case, you know, you had, um, you and your wife were, the struggles you had put you in such a depressed place. Um, you, as you mentioned before, you were 60 pounds heavier. I can tell you right now, you're completely different from what you, what you look like today is, I mean, polar opposite of what you looked like then. Your eyes were dead when I first met you. Um, now you're just joyful. It's amazing to see. Um, what has your post-divorce life been like? Well, now I'm a single parent. Mm-hmm. Let's say a full-time single parent. Um, working a full-time job. Um, been very busy. Uh, a lot. Of, so many of the years, for example... You know, the natural thing to think about is, you know, am I ready to date again? 
am I ready for phase two? And to be honest, until recently, I was not. I was just too so invested in getting through, um, recovering from the divorce, mm-hmm. getting through the appeals process. Um, I did mention like divorce is expensive. It is honestly, it is expensive. Um, but thankfully there are ways to handle that. And I'm, I've been handling that over time. So, uh, I'm at a place now where I can finally recover. I've invested in my work and my career. I've invested in time with the kids. Um, and that has been my life. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, then as the kids grow and they get into school, as we get plugged into communities, we have we have our new support system. We now have a house. Uh, the kids go to elementary school. I've recently started dating again, and uh, there is a serious relationship going on. Mm-hmm. Um, and you always have to compare. You look back and compare, like, am I making the mistake again? Mm-hmm. Um, Questioning your own judgment. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Like, I did. I made a mistake before. Mm-hmm. Um, I was this. so wrong. Yeah. How could I be wrong? You know, maybe I'm wrong again. So, and of course, people around me are fearful and you know cautious Mm -hmm. Um, everyone knows how difficult divorce was so we want to make sure we don't repeat that Mm -hmm. thankfully the other person Mm -hmm. um, well we're on the same page on so many things but not thankfully that she had this experience but she had a similar experience as me Mm -hmm. and so we come from uh, similar places we understand each other similar Um, wounds Right. I mean, similar yeah. PTSD to overcome. And we are similar people. We are both peaceful people. We both um, love the harmony. We love the, you know, calm, collected mm-hmm. uh, way of, of dealing with things. And we are both looking for red flags and we're not seeing them. So. You know, I, I want to ask, when you were going through the process, were you look, could you envision what your future looked like? Were you able to make, were you able to envision what your future, what you wanted your future to be? Or were you so entrenched in kind of the, the, um, the battle that it was, that you couldn't see? I could definitely see far enough into the future, but to the point where I knew where the immediate targets are. Mm -hmm. I knew I had to get through this divorce. Mm -hmm. I knew I had to get the kids to a safe place. Mm -hmm. I knew I had to get my a stable job. Mm-hmm. Um, it's been step by step, by step uh, ultimately leading to um, the future that I want for us, mm-hmm. which is peaceful, calm, mm-hmm. uh, harmonious, cons- harmonious, constructive. Mm-hmm. Um, at the end of the day, uh, you know, I am, I always have my kids' future in mind. And mm-hmm. what's best for them? Did you find that that focusing on the future was helpful to you um, during the during the process, like looking for the future rather than sort of wallowing in what it was that was happening in the moment? Absolutely, it's what it's, it's what it's all about. Mm-hmm. You wouldn't be doing this unless you are concerned about your future, long term mm-hmm. future. So we know it's a journey; it's part of the journey that we need to mm-hmm. to make. 
um, but it was definitely forward looking. In the fears that you considered, um, financial finances being one of them, um, were you also worried about judgment? Yeah, I think that where, in my case, where judgment would come, um, I would listen. I'd, I would try to make sure is it something I should be listening to. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. People have opinions. People have beliefs and thoughts, and yes, they can. There can have. There can be judgments, but they have not been where I am, where I was. They did not understand the situation. Mm -hmm. They've not experienced the things I've seen. Mm -hmm. So I would take, you know, advice, judgment with a grain of salt, and I would try to fit everything within the big picture. I think that is such good advice for anyone who's who's contemplating um, making the decision to leave or a, a marriage. You know, no one knows what it is that you're struggling with behind closed doors. No one knows. And so all the judgment in the world doesn't, you know, necessarily apply um, when you're living your health. Correct. You know, um, you know, as an as a lawyer, I, I often wonder what makes people hire the lawyer they hire. Right. So what were the things you were looking for when you were hiring a lawyer? And then what were the things that, um, you know, during the process were beneficial, you thought? When I understood that I needed a lawyer. I looked around and did my research online. Um. I, it was important for me that the lawyer would have experience and advocacy for father's rights. However, I'm not in a way that like fathers need to get more rights. I, th I think mm -hmm. it's a, a matter of um, being able to have balanced views, being able to think like I didn't know that I could get full custody, for example, right? Um, but I wanted to have at least a fair chance. So someone who could um, advocate for fairness, um, who knows the system, who knows the law. Um, and of course, I've looked at reviews as well. Reviews are important. Um, and as I did find my lawyer when I found you, I think it gave me more, a lot more comfort when we started the process, seeing how you and your team were invested in my case, that you read every word, of every file I ever sent. And I was able to, I was fearful at first that I might not be able to convey the mm -hmm. points that were more, that, the, that were the key points that I think are, are important. But we've established that I think once we've got to work together, we've established a, a, um, a rapport and we've established trust that we just had a good dynamic and a, and a good thing going between us because you got, you get it, mm -hmm. you got it. Um, at some point I just, I could just send you files and you would get the point. And uh, I think that relationship with an attorney is extremely important. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. When you make the relationship with a lawyer, you have to feel that they're on your team, but then they have to have a team too, right? Yeah. How did you how did you experience a team um, working environment for anyone who might be hiring a lawyer with a team? What do, what do you think about that? I uh, yes, I understand. The lawyer is very busy. The lawyer has many cases. Um, 
the lawyer's time is precious. Um, so the lawyer has to rely on the team. And I think that when the team and the lawyer, when the, when the team works together, not just the lawyer and the client, but mm -hmm. the whole, whole collective, um, that just makes a big difference. And I've now in the workforce, I know what it's like to be in functional teams and dysfunctional teams. So, um, it's a big difference. Makes a huge difference. Yeah. Right. Yeah, I, I agree. Um, you know, one thing you, you, you and I talked about, um, you know, when you were coming out of your divorce process, it, you know, I do this whole straight talk, honest advice. That is my mantra. That's my motto. That's, those are words that I trademarked. You know, I mean, I feel very strongly about this. You know, we, part of being honest is knowing when you maybe mess, mess up, maybe knowing when you maybe don't have everything exactly right, you know, as a client, as a lawyer, the whole process, right? So, you know, we talked about honesty throughout that process and maybe being, maybe hearing things you don't necessarily want to hear. Um, can you speak to that a little bit? So I think you're, it's funny because I heard other people say that about you, but I felt like you were not just my lawyer, but you were also a coach. <laughs> and a coach tells you what you need to hear. And if you're in a wrong path or, or like doing something that you need to correct, a coach will steer you to the right path. And part of what you taught me was the importance of being completely honest. Own up to your mistakes. Mm -hmm. That earns trust in people. Quickly found out that when in, in a courtroom, like if you're coming knowing that you are going to tell the truth, even the ugly parts, everyone has their own demons. Mm -hmm. That earns so much trust with the attorneys, the judge, eventually the jury, um, and it makes the court experience and the experience of testifying for me so much easier because I was like, I didn't have to worry about, you know, choosing my words mm -hmm. in order to try and, you know, be dishonest. It was all I had to, all I had to focus on was tell it as it is, tell the truth and um, show, show everyone what I'm about. But, you know, being authentic like that requires a lot of vulnerability. Uh, and, you know, being, you know, opening yourself up to saying, I'm not, you know, I made mistakes. So how would you, I guess, how would you encourage someone else to be willing to be vulnerable like that? I think that as long as you open up the vulnerability for the past and recognize the past was the past, mm -hmm. it is truth. I'm looking forward now mm -hmm. and the decisions I make from now on are what you need to pay attention to. Mm -hmm. I think at that point, uh, when, when a person, when a client makes a decision, that's what really earns the trust. It's, it wouldn't work if you say, yes, I made bad decisions and I'm going to make bad decisions. I'm going to keep doing it. Yeah. <laughs> that gummit, I, I'm going to keep doing it. I was so good at it before. I'm going to keep making bad decisions. Right. Yeah. Right. So I think it's all about showing that you are you are willing to do the right thing. You want to do the right thing. You want to be the good guy. You you want to give the kids the you know the best life that they can. And um, and that that that's so important. You know, not just to succeed in court, but in life in general. 
Mm-hmm. And I'm, I'm saying be genuine. Right. Daring to be genuine. Be, be genuine. Actually, you know, go for what's good for the kids. Actually do the right thing. Mm-hmm. Be better, you know. Um, Doing the right thing is so much harder than not, right? It is so much harder and it's, it's a lot more, um, there's a lot more accountability associated with that. Would you agree? I would. And, and you know, there's a lot more um, risk associated with that. Be, being genuine, there's so much risk because you might get rejected, because you might get judged, because you might get, you know, fill in the blank. Uh, I, I just, I think encouraging people to take that step. Would you agree? I would say it's the most liberating thing I've, I've had oh, in my life because it allows you to be who you are. Mm-hmm. And if people reject who you are, then you don't want to be around those people. And you will find the people who will love who you are. Mm-hmm. Yes, divorce is not, is not good. It's not easy. It is an opportunity to make a change in your life and to make a change for the better. Mm-hmm. And I would definitely encourage that, based on my experience, I would say it's just been so amazing and liberating and being able to to be myself and, and surround myself with people who love who I am and not someone else that they think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And when you look at where you are now, what advice would you have given to you five years ago? Just wait. Just wait. <laughs> be patient. Keep doing what you're doing. Keep the faith. Yes. Right? Keep the faith. Trust you. Trust in yourself. That That is the one thing I think that you exemplified at, you know, so, so clearly over, over the course of our, my representation with you, you, you really did trust in yourself and the decisions that you were making. And in a way that now, obviously you're in such a beautiful place, right? Um, a lot of people are afraid of making that decision. Do you have, um, any advice for people with those fears about actually taking that step? I can't say like, it will be better because I don't know. Right. For sure. I can't say, you know, I don't know what the fears are based on. There could be valid fears. It could be invalid fears. I would, I would encourage the, the process that I've been through that worked for me. And that is make honest calculations about what's important. Put everything on the weight scale. Surround yourself with supportive people. And, you know, we are logical individuals, but we're also emotional individuals. And be true to how you feel. Be true to how what you believe. If you believe that divorces are you know, that you should work more on reconciliation, then be true to that faith. If you believe that reconciliation is impossible, then go with that feeling. So that's kind of an interesting, interesting kind of dichotomy there. You know, if you believe that, that you should always pursue reconciliation, know when enough is enough. Know when it's not going to be successful to you. Don't, don't continue to beat your head against the wall. Correct. Right. That's good advice. Do you, I, I think that's just great advice. Um, you are in a place right now, Effie, where, where your life looks beautiful with going forward. 
are you, do you have any regrets about the path that you took to get where you are now? So I'm a man of faith, so I don't have regrets because it was not, mm -hmm. <laughs> it was the path I was put on. Mm -hmm. um, I trust that it was the right path and I will trust and keep to stay on this right path mm -hmm. as long as I'm, I know who to go to when I, when I have doubts, then my experience has been that quickly those doubts are removed and the, the path is shown to me. So I'll just keep practicing that because it worked. Did you ever have any, any, I guess, um, maybe lapses of faith during the process? Of course. Mm -hmm. What, what helped you find that strength to pursue? Community is very important. Um, surrounding yourself with people who are supportive and who are who share your values. Mm -hmm. um, it's so important for the val for validating who you are and not echo chamber people though, right? Not people that just let you hear what you want to hear. Correct. Right. Um, and in that vein, how do you tell the difference? <laughs> Um, so I always have an ear to hear and I want to hear the truth. Mm -hmm. uh, I want to incline myself to any person who will tell me the truth, even if the truth hurts. I don't know. Um, it's the discernment is something that's hard to teach. Mm -hmm. I go, I, I try to apply faith for my discernment. Um, but it's knowing that the person cares about you. Mm -hmm. If a person cares about you, they will not encourage wrong choices. They will not try to give you advice that's not good for you. Mm -hmm. So um, I, I did find it with my community. I did find it with you when we had like honest talks in your office. Um, if I had questions, doubts about maybe I was... Even recently, sometimes I would just call you up and say, hey, this is happening. You know, am I doing the right thing here? Mm -hmm. um, and it, it's ultimately, it's, you know, surrounding yourself with the right people means that you trust those people. You trust their advice. Mm -hmm. Going at it alone is impossible. When you surround yourself with the right people, then you have established trust with them. Mm -hmm. And that, that means that they have your best interest in mind as well. So find your community, find your best coaches. Find your tribe. Yes. Right. You, um, you started this process with a small tribe. That tribe grew over time. Yes? Correct. And now, um, are those the same people now that they were, that there were then? Or has, does the tribe, tribe evolve also? It, it evolved because I had to move for work. Mm -hmm. um, so, yes, I have a community in this town. Um, as every time I go back there, I feel like home still. Mm -hmm. There are some people who are still in touch. Um, replicating that community where I was was impossible because mm -hmm. it's, um, you, you don't replicate the same thing. You just try to find some more, you know, um, community members, support system, or friends that are like that. And because everyone's different, mm -hmm. then um, you, you find that along the way. But where we are now, yes, we are 
my, as myself and the boys and mm -hmm. we are um in a place where we have support we have friends we have community and mm -hmm. we have a life mm -hmm. yeah beautiful beautiful thank you so much for joining me today i've really enjoyed visiting with you and again it is so wonderful to see you I mean, to, to the extent I had anything to do with the beautiful life that you're having right now, I'm just so, so happy for you. Shana, you had everything to do with it. You're, you're just, you're, you're kind. And thank you so much for joining us here on our podcast, Straight Talk and Honest Advice. We'll see you next time. Produced by Podcast Architects.